Yo. Yo, Steph, wake up, wake up, baby. Mm. Yeah. Yo, Steph, wake your ass up. Come on. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Steph, wake up. I'm up, Lindsay, what the f And I'm up. Come on now, I'm coming to get you. Mm. Yo, dude, dude, dude. I'm up, yeah, I hear you, man. I'm up, I'm up. Yo, take down this information. Where's my pen? This down. I'll be with you. Five to four. Five to four? Going to Leicester. Leicester. To HQ recording. Oh, Tear? No doubt, dude. You know we're going to get this interview. Okay, yeah. You all right? I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Yo, Steph. I'm up, man. Okay, all right. I'm up. Come and get me. Five to four. HQ. Is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love, we inviting You don't agree, then you're the problem that we're fighting Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous Why? Why is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love, we inviting You don't agree, then you're the problem that we're fighting Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous grateful for your skills because we wanted to produce um an intro for the podcast something that we're both into music anyway me and Steph and we felt that we didn't just want any old thing but we also didn't have any clue where to start mm -hmm. so we came along to HQ recording and um we matched up with you and what you hear at the start of our podcast is you know we've got um our vocalist Lee mm -hmm. Noakes so it's worth mentioning and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I watched as it as it came together on a screen, as it started off as a as a beat, and then you put down the the lyrics, and then it all came together. And to me, I don't know what you did. So this is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> cool. Cool. So yeah, so what is your role then? Am I right in saying music technician, music producer here at HQ? Yeah, let's talk about HQ first. Sure. Then, so yeah. I'm one of the audio engineers here, one of the sound engineers. We have a few of us and we'll take freelance clients. So they'll call up, say, I want to do X. I'm a drill artist. I'm a pop singer. I'm a, a South Malaysian folk artist. <laughs> and then the management will decide who fits best. And then we get put, booked okay. in a session. 
they're cracking. Nice. So would you say that you've got certain types of music that are your strengths at producing or that you prefer to produce? Sure. So if I'm producing music, as in creating it, um, I'm mainly focused on pop music mm-hmm. and in terms of making beats and so on, anything that's hip hop or like trap related kind of electronic. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's quite easy. So, yeah. You know, we just. So talk us through that. It. Talk us through that kind of that, that you said, if you, if you're creating it, if you're, yeah. if you're creating the beat. So there's obviously kind of layers to making a track from start to finish. Sure. So could you kind of give us, or imagine that we are totally, well, I am totally new to this whole kind of scene. I wouldn't know where to begin. So and give us that kind of dumbed down version of start to finish of how you would create a track first. So if I'm making a track for a client, it always helps when they have a clear impression in mind of how they want it to sound. Mm-hmm. Not like too clear, because if they're like, <laughs> oh no, I wanted it to sound exactly like this. Like, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. You're only, yeah. Paying, you're only paying for four hours there. I can't give you <laughs> There's a lot of artistic license that goes into creating something from what, you were, what you've got this idea to the actual product. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I say, you know, if you know what you want it to sound like, for instance, like, I don't know, I want to come in and I want to do a song that's like low mm-hmm. by Flow Rider, yeah. and D-Pain. Yeah. It's like, great. Um, so you'll listen to the beat, have a listen to the various sounds. And in a situation like that, I pretty much always begin with the drums. Mm-hmm. Start finding drums which sound appropriate, programming the drums, and the speed of it and the kind of... The, well, yeah, like, the you know, the tempo. Yeah. Like the tempo and then the feel of the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll begin making, I guess, the foundation of the track. Starting introducing the bass, you know, make the bass sound right. And then every sound you select as you go, mm-hmm. that's always going to impact how the track feels. And it's the way the piece of music at the end feels that's important yeah you know you wouldn't if you were making a track like Mm -hmm. low by flow rider you wouldn't have you know like a a a bass you wouldn't have like a classical bass yeah in there or something you wouldn't have like an acoustic guitar so you have to first select the right sounds then begin creating the music and then always as i'm going like i'll have a very conscious that I'll have long periods of time, you know, like 20 minutes, 30 mm-hmm. minutes, where I'm just focusing on the computer and I'm yeah. just writing stuff. Yeah. So I always have to say to the, the artist, like, you know, if if you're silent, then I'll just take that. That means this is good. Yeah, yeah, let's speak up now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> And generally you do find with artists, if there's something they're really not happy with, mm-hmm. they will say like, oh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Do that. Let's do something different. So... So they have to be involved in that process and it's kind of a two-way street. Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because it's like, um, really, when you're producing a track for someone, you are just enabling the creation. You are enabling mm-hmm. the exploration of an idea that they just didn't, they have a different skill set. So they don't have um, necessarily the skill set which will allow them to translate that idea into a yeah. piece of music that people can You enjoy. almost become the instrument in some respect. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. When, you're, when you're working with clients in that regard as a producer, mm. you know, you are their instrument yeah, in yeah. a sense. Like nice. uh, you are working for them. And it's, it's important as a producer 
when you begin working with people and working for people, mm -hmm. it's important to go from an artist's mindset to kind of what I say, a creative's mindset. An artist being somebody who is exploring their own idea mm -hmm. and trying to express it in the most powerful way they can. Um, and a creative being someone who, like I think of being creative, that's kind of like the profession. Yeah. So yeah. a creative being someone who is working on behalf of someone else's artistic intent. Yeah. And so it's no longer about what I, you know, if I'm like, oh, I think that sounds good. And then they're like, oh, no, I would prefer it if we had, you know, like a big elephant noise yeah. in here or something. Even <laughs> yeah, if I say, you know, I don't really think that's going to translate to the artist, but mm -hmm. they're like, no, I want it. That's what they want. Hey, you're the boss. You've got to respect that kind of thing. And I suppose there's everybody's senses are quite unique, aren't they? You know, so when it comes to hearing something, mm -hmm. you know, you'll be able to to hear something slightly different mm. but um but what I, what I really picked up on watching your work when I when I was in for the podcast uh, recording for our intro um mm. and what you've just said then about really feeling it sure because you know I could tell that you were so kind of you were listening to things that I perhaps wouldn't even be picking up on you know hearing that part checking that you know checking in on that beat so mm. it's and I think okay. it's really important to kind of explore that like the feel you know it's mm. music is way more than just i don't know that art kind of thing there's depth to it isn't it it's like you're yeah, creating sure. something that they feel is right sure. so there's no kind of clear goals to reach it's more of a process of getting there and you know trying that taking that away adding that in mm -hmm. a bit like baking a cake and then it's Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully, going to end up. I use that as a metaphor all the time. <laughs> we love a good metaphor. We love a good metaphor. We do love a good metaphor. Um, so, what brought you to music yourself? Then, like you know, you're in this industry now. Mm. You're obviously very passionate, and you're obviously very talented. Mm -hmm. Has that always been the case? Were you kind of like one of these kids that loved music? And you know, did you have music in the family? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I was always very drawn to music. Mm -hmm. Can't say when or why. It's just. I was just like, oh, this is this is interesting. Just always, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, and my dad would pick me up from school and so yeah. on. He'd have the Beatles on, Oasis. I was always fascinated by it, and just loved. Um, I just loved the music that my dad would play. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when I was traveling my mum's car, either it was like just the worst ride ever because she would play very dryly read tapes of bible passages like and daniel came down into the lion pit <laughs> you know the word of the lord and all this so you have that contrast actually or she would play abba and i love abba, <laughs> abba a yeah. Yeah. either it was a great writer or it was just a really bad one <laughs> so i suppose in a way it kind of very young you learned that you loved music and then you had this contrast yeah, yeah, where it was 100%. like no I much prefer feeling the way that music makes me feel yeah yeah 100% and um that's what got me interested in music and then I began a little bit of classical training when I was in school didn't take to it so well but I kind of learned my way around a keyboard and very basic music theory mm -hmm. um I'd always tinkle around with keys and so on but I think when I was maybe like 12 years old and Guitar Hero 2 came out, started playing that, and then I had all these videos of 
Slash and all these different guitarists. Yeah, that's the coolest. Yeah, band. that's the thing. They all the Dragon Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. through the fire and yes. flames. Like slow riding. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So, so was that quite a? Was that finding the guitar? Was that quite a? You know, yeah, yeah. And then, then I was just obsessed with the guitar, and I began writing little indie songs and so on. And that's really when I began to explore things creatively Mm -hmm. i was interested in writing songs always perhaps more interested in writing songs than actually getting better at the instrument yeah so you know now even now like nearly nearly two decades into being an instrumentalist i'm not like a particularly good instrumentalist yeah i would just if i need to practice something i will practice it yeah yeah and that's kind of how i've slowly got better at things Mm. um but the writing side, obviously, you just mentioned that you preferred the writing of the songs. So you still, still write now, and I mean, yeah, I yeah, write, yeah, write always, mm-hmm. always. Well, always. Yeah, yeah, still luckily. Yeah, whenever there's part. whenever there's an idea um, that comes to mind, mm-hmm. just get on with it, right? So, see where it goes. So, did you always know you wanted to make a career out of music? Was it ever a kind of not as such? No. Um, growing up. And being in school and so on, I was more focused on having a career in the medical field. And so I did, um, you know, began a Mm. medical degree at university. Mm. And then eventually I had to leave uh, medicine because I was having issues with Mm. my mental health and so on. But by this point, um, I'd already had a couple of years at HQ and got interested in making music again when I had took a year out of studies. Yeah got involved with HQ and then after I eventually had to leave medical school you know I knew I wanted to pursue a career in music still had a lot to figure out at that time mm-hmm. in terms of skills you know if you want to if you want to compete in the Olympics like you've got to be able to run pretty damn fast yeah, yeah. so there was a lot of skills to get better at different mm. things to learn but having HQ here you know it really gave me like a I don't want to say I don't want to say a leg up as such, but it's the perfect playground or it's the perfect place for me to learn how or how the music industry works and have mm-hmm. kind of a nurturing environment and a community of people who are in the same boat who yeah. want to learn how to build a yeah. career in the music industry. Yeah. And so is it something I always wanted to do? Not necessarily, but it became something that you know yeah the only thing I want to do now really I mean I think that's quite um a common pattern in terms of things that we enjoy doing and we love and things like that Mm. we don't necessarily always follow that pursuit of making that into a career Mm -hmm. um you know I certainly before I started doing more creative things and allowing my creative passions to drive what I'm doing business-wise was, mm-hmm. you know, let's become a teacher. And then it was, you know, it didn't suit who I was as a mm-hmm. person. Sure, so, sure. And again, the mental health issues, it, it made suddenly things that weren't problematic, that actual career choice itself kind of. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a, there's a big thing to be said about kind of following those passions. And if there's something you enjoy, try, try and work out more around how can you get involved in it further? And that's where HQ having all of it under one roof mm. has allowed you to kind of, test your skills in different areas and see which bits work for you or how you could kind of forge that career for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, 
what's good about it is the way Yasin, who's mm-hmm. the owner of HQ, the way he's, uh, I don't want to say handled, but the way like mentored he's mentor, mentored, yes, but like the way he's treated me mm. as opposed, he tries to give each of us kind of what, what he thinks we need yeah and so with me he's always taken like a step back approach mm-hmm. and just been like look i'm sure you'll get there whatever, yeah, yeah whatever it is whatever it is yeah he, he changes he, management style depending on the person what yeah you can yeah. Get yeah 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 exactly That's exactly cool. and so you know at, at times you know he's been way more confident in me than i have in myself and so yeah. on um, but he, because of that, because he wasn't like, no, you should be trying to do this or you mm. should be trying to do that. He's just been like, just, we're here to support you. You've got the resources. You're part of the team. Yeah. Let's see where we go. Lovely. And so because of that. We benefited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's benefited me in terms of I've been able to have a wide, um, like a really big uh, amount of experience like learning all of these different things yeah. like, what does it mean to be a singer what does it mean to be a producer mm. what does it mean to be an artist manager or a, a label owner or uh someone who's in a band and like all these different hats or you know see all of these different yeah. things and then really decide what is it that i want to do and what niche what corner of the music industry would someone like me fit in? Yeah. And then how do I actually go about fitting into mm-hmm. that and making a sustainable career from it? Yeah. And I think this is the thing, isn't it? The music industry is there's so many roles and positions that people could kind of find themselves within and, and hopefully flourish in, especially if they've already got those creative um, you know, talents and drives in the background. Um, one of the things we're really interested in is the link between um, the kind of therapeutic kind of role of music. Yeah. Um, personally, in the past, I had to introduce like a No Music Monday because I find it so stimulating mm-hmm. that actually sometimes I I need to give myself a break sure. from listening sure. to music. So, yeah. yeah and I mean, do you, is that something, do you think that music has got a therapeutic kind of role and does it play a therapeutic role in your life as well as being a professional choice definitely mm. in terms of i mean one of the, one of the things i ask myself is um is okay so how do i make music which is valuable because it's only by making something which is valuable to enough people you're going to be able to communicate that value get investment and then turn it into real revenue Mm -hmm. you know you have to make something that's worth something before you can get a reward for it Mm -hmm. but then it begs the question like why is music valuable in the first place yeah and so a lot of that is it's well it's because of the way that music inspires feelings and can change feelings and can control it so does music have a therapeutic uh, uh, role absolutely mm. because you know artists then the the creation of records or live performance makes people feel a certain way yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes like a really sad heartbreaking uh, piece of music is the best thing for you yeah sometimes you know you're at the gym and you've got the, the pumping music and so on mm-hmm. it gets you in the mood and you know like I went to sub to see Subfocus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to see Subfocus last Saturday. 
dreadful idea. Had a great time, don't get me wrong. It's just like, it's not my scene. Yeah. So I went with a few friends, you know, we've been friends in first and second year of uni. We've been all been friends over years, like a kind of reunion thing. And then they, when they told me that the doors didn't open till 10 p.m., it's like, that's insane. That's insane. You, know, you get there, everyone's sweating, they're off their face. Yeah. It's like that music, that's the music for that environment. And it yeah. enhances people's um human experience mm-hmm. for those few hours and so on in terms of it being therapeutic you know i don't know how therapeutic that is <laughs> certainly well it's the, doesn't involved, feel it in the morning but yeah they're yeah. involved and they've perhaps found because it's certainly something i relate to in my earlier 20s mm. that that scene oh, yeah, and finding some finding that like i've been the black sheep but suddenly there's all these black sheep that, mm. that are creating this group and you know mm. so i think there's still that value and hopefully you then uh, grow through it you know yeah. and grow, grow through those experiences grow out of it grow out of it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just kind of go I mean you were saying about producing music that's got worth and things like that obviously you see on TikTok trends can hit like this sure. you know sure. and there's definitely some kind of magic formula when it comes to um, almost kind of tricking the the population into, yeah. into falling for some kind of trend now um Something that I know Steph's really so keen to find out is, could she ever become a rapper or a singer realistically? So how much, zero talent. how much talent do you have to have to um, step into a booth? You know, like obviously we saw Lee nail it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like watching him from the sofa just step into it, like not even need to check his like lyrics or anything and just do it type mm-hmm. thing. Um, how so, much can you do to make me sound... Yeah, like you know, we're, I mean, she's she wants to be viral. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> we're thinking like if there's listeners out there that had got that dream, they're not trying to be famous, but you know, if they wanted to put a track down, yeah, and they could book him for a couple of hours, and you know, I know that you can make people feel comfortable and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, how much talent do you have to have to step into the booth? So it depends what kind of music you're making yeah because certain types of music naturally rely a lot more on the technology that's available or it is the technology that creates the sound there mm-hmm. if you take the type of rap where there's a lot of auto-tune in it then naturally you expect somebody to have a lot of auto-tune in there yeah yeah there are certain things you can do with technology to edit a person's performance and make it sound Palatable. Um, <laughs> to, to enhance it, yeah. you, you always enhance. You always enhance the things that you capture. That's the mixing and mastering process, mm-hmm. and that basically makes it sound good to a normal to, to a normal yeah. person to like a, a yeah. person's ears who doesn't work in studios. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, so say you're making a song mm-hmm. and you want to make a song, and it's the kind of music where you need a lot of auto tune or you're going to have a lot of auto-tune anyway. You know, I've seen singers get away with singing out of tune, for instance. Yeah. Because there are tools you can use Mm. to put them in tune. It's not ideal because it never sounds as good as the real thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's doable. Mm. In terms of people singing out of time, (laughs) that's more of an issue Mm. because whenever, whenever you begin to manipulate the sound as it's captured with computers it always begins to sound different Mm -hmm. now you you can put people in time but if they're very out of time 
it's not just not going to work. And then I think like the thing you have truly no control over is if somebody just can't write. Now you can write for them. Yeah. Um, you can write for them, but if somebody's like, no, I want to do my own lyrics and I want to do it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it takes, it takes a long time to get good at writing. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes a and long time. And you need time. that kind of you relationship. With what is, yeah. So, um, how, uh, how easy is it to help an untalented verse person versus like a highly talented mm. person succeed <laughs> musically? Like, well, obviously yeah obviously the person who's a natural athlete is gonna gonna, win the race train them to be a sprinter (laughs) so even i mean there's tone deaf but actually you can be out of time as well so you can have a natural rhythm as well as having a natural yeah um you know have some of it a lot of it just comes down to practice but you know you will find that if if somebody has no sense of rhythm it's really hard to it's really hard to train that and I'm of course I'm not like a percussion teacher or a drum teacher or whatever it's just that I've found that people who have like no sense of rhythm or phrasing and how that relates to music it's really Mm. hard to to get them to do it in time like really difficult so I think ultimately Steph your dream could succeed because you know I don't know how bad my rhythm is. Uh, I feel like I can hold a, a rhythm for a certain amount of time. Well, you and it always drops off. So you could rap along to Eminem like a good one. You've got what, rhythm. You're not out of rhythm. You're more worried about how you would sound. Also, tune again. Is it T Pain that brought that kind of into the industry? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, it's hey, like hey. the you know the really <laughs> heavy auto tune yeah. sound. Almost is what sells the track, or you hear that initial yeah, it's sound. Different. Yeah, it's that's different. what people are into. Yeah. It's almost like his brand kind each, of thing. Uh, each sound. Each sound has its place. Yeah, you know, yeah. Each sound, you know, because it communicates something, or when it's framed in the right way, you know, it's you know, you've got this heavily auto-tuned voice, and then that's framed in this song, which is like electronic, and you know, maybe it sounds a little bit space age or whatever, or it's just yeah. like straight up clubby or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. If something's framed in the right way, that gives it its place, and having it's all about a complete package mm-hmm. everything has to be complete like if you looked at uh, i don't know also famous painting the mona lisa yeah and she was holding an iphone well, yeah it's yeah. not really gonna work yeah but so yeah, yeah it's all about that place so it is that bigger picture and that essentially is your your role is to kind of bring in all of those elements and create that final masterpiece that final I think so when when you're when you're wearing your producer hat i think it's about looking at the piece of work that's been uh the the idea so say so say Steph wrote a song on a guitar and then came to me and was like oh I want to turn this into a track then your job as a producer is figuring out how to frame that idea correctly mm-hmm. to maximize you know the the idea itself like the things she's come with yeah. and then to bring in things which are going to elevate it yeah so that it's good enough to compete in the market or it's good enough for you as um say like a, a hobby client to say oh yeah i'm really happy with this yeah. and so on and also, depends what the, yeah 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 depends what the final goal is like not every not every piece of work is designed to be like a number one or whatever yeah and i think that's one of the things is that 
you know, a lot of people that we speak to, they they just they like to produce like a, a track in terms of they've written mm-hmm. it or play the guitar just for a bit of fun. But it's nice for them to know that if they ever wanted to produce just a professional quality recording of it, you know, they've got no intention of releasing it but just having that kind of nice polished piece mm. at the end they could come along and they could work with somebody here to do that yeah i think with adhd you get like obsessed with certain things and just that idea a of being of able to go and have a go yeah yeah not even necessarily with a polished track at the end yeah just, just to the see the process to yeah. get it out of your system and realize you don't need to buy all this stuff and get obsessed <laughs> with it yeah create your whole home studio yeah definitely <laughs> um now you briefly mentioned before we kind of officially started the um, interview about a new kind of business venture. Is if you want, do you want to uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Is it in the enough of a development to? Sure, I can do. Yeah. Like it's kind of in the. It's like I've developed the idea and I'm planning it um, and then learning about it. But mm-hmm. so essentially, um, because I want to do various things in music and wear different hats Mm -hmm. also be independent and like I'm very interested in the business side as well yeah I'm trying to figure out well first off what are the things I want to do Mm -hmm. and then how do I put all of these like wildly different things how do I put them all under one umbrella Mm -hmm. um so the name so the name of my company is going to be called Tempest PLC Mm -hmm. Tempest is the name I came up with. Yeah, I like it. Tempest no real meaning. Remember it. Just, just thought, <laughs> just thought Tempest sounded good, and also you know TMP Tempo. I'm sure the kids will like it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then so under that you have my production project slash me as a basically my urban music project, which is uh, very very electronic. I want to fill kind of a, a currently unexplored niche in the UK urban market, which is very psychedelic, very electronic music influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's my, perhaps not solo artist, but the band project I'm working on at the yeah. moment, which is called Silk Scars. Um, and so this is me as a songwriter. It's very indie, mm. indie soul, if you like. Um, and this is like much more emotional but it's, it's completely different music. You've yeah. gone from big 808s to, you know, like guitars and, mm. the, I don't know, yeah. folky yeah. sounding <laughs> stuff. Um, and then alongside that, there's also me as a, a, stu- a studio engineer. Mm-hmm. So the business there will be Tempo, Tempest Studios, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so that will allow me to market myself as a freelance engineer. Mm-hmm. But then keeping everything under the same under the same brand really helps me with um obviously thinking of how to administer things, like yeah. understanding that these are different brands, but they're under the same umbrella company. Yeah. But then also for the future, you know, there might there may be further things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the future um I'll have my own recording studio or my own record label. And so having one business with uh companies or brands beneath mm. it kind of really helps me just conceptualize how to do that and so yeah. i've just been learning more about what makes businesses work what makes ideas work um what do people like like what is uh, the psychology of marketing and yeah all this stuff so really at the moment 
I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. Keep them busy then with, uh, with yeah, all of that. When I can be. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting um, Very interesting topics when you start looking at what makes people buy and what makes people choose. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Sounds great. And I mean, we can relate because we're a different human design is our kind of overall uh, brand. And then mm-hmm. underneath it, you know, we've got this as the podcast and yeah. we've got our platform. So yeah, I think it allows that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that creative control. And yeah. It's like and a one stop shop that you kind of look yeah. forward to and you've got your trusted people to know that if I need to do this area of work mm-hmm. or this area of work, you've got then people that underneath yeah, you already that's that, the hope yeah that'd be wicked that sounds mm-hmm. really good so before I ask the final question I've just thought we didn't ask you who who influences you in music I mean you oh, mentioned yeah. some iconic oh. kind of like you've mentioned yeah, sure. ABBA you've mentioned Beatles you've mentioned Oasis even is there anybody that um, has really influenced your style of music mm-hmm. or even your life kind of mm-hmm. thing that you've related to mm-hmm. yeah in terms of my biggest influences I I think I'm always I'm always very drawn to people who do things really well mm-hmm. but then also are very innovative. Um and so this could be you know they maybe they make music that's very emotional or it's more electronic. You know, I always think about Skrillex uh, in terms of electronic music mm-hmm. just absolute innovator, creative genius. But when I'm making electronic things, I also think of like Kanye West, yeah. um, the Yeezus album. People who, with, with music, you always have these cliches like pushing boundaries. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really, in a weird sense, I'm not huge on listening to music mm-hmm. because I, ever since I began learning to produce music, I always take it apart. Yeah. And so music becomes like a very intellectual exercise. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy listening to music, which breaks through that in somehow. And like, uh, either it's so good that I'm like, wow, like yeah. I'm astonished at how technically brilliant it is. But then it's also, you know, it, like it makes sense and people can listen to this music. It's not just technique. It's yeah. not just like over the top for the sake of being over the top. And, you know, it, it it loses itself in being so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, artists like uh, <clears throat> James Blake, mm, you know, I'll always love Oasis, the Stone Roses. Yeah. First, well, all of that works great. Um, thinking of newer stuff, there's a band called Big Thief who I just absolutely adore. Uh, the lead singer, Adrian Alenka, is just a genius songwriter. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant group of musicians. Um, Arctic Monkeys I'll always love the Arctic Monkeys yeah one of my friends is so excited that they're um, at Glastonbury yeah. this year yeah, yeah. she was like she's literally beyond <laughs> beyond herself but, very um, nice yeah. very nice so I have lots of injury in influences um, really I, I just like people who do it the best in a yeah. sense and it doesn't feel like art for art's sake. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's so difficult to to exactly say why I enjoy the music I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But some of it's just like very emotional and honest. Yeah. Some of it's just really well made. Yeah, so it's not, it's not just like kind of a tick box exercise, is it? It's not like, That's I like this so and I like this. Yeah. yeah. So our final um, question then that we're going to be asking all of our guests 
is if you could give your um, younger self any kind of advice about anything in life, it doesn't have to be music related or career related or what would you, um, you can take, you can take as long as you like to think about it because we can always cut a 20 minute thinking process out. <laughs> I'd say, uh, uh, get, get an earlier night. <laughs> just yeah relax and chill just go to bed <laughs> get a good night's sleep what's the word like uh, early to bed early to rise make yeah. some healthy and wise oh yeah just, like, just do that don't, don't stay up yeah I like it I like it early to bed early to rise Makes a man healthy and wise. Makes a man healthy and wise. There we go. That might be the title of the uh, <laughs> the podcast. Going money rap. Early to bed. That's that's going to be fun. Find its way into your lap. Well, thank you so much. You are. Thanks for having me, guys. No, you're an absolute star. You were so you're so easy going to talk to. It's been a pleasure. Where do people find you? Find me on Instagram. Just T O T A Y O B World. That's going to change at some point in the future. Also, don't really <laughs> we'll put your Instagram, links. but yeah, we'll put you here in Leicester. Um, and if you want to book in, go to hqrecording.co.uk. All the details are on there. Lovely, fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Why? Why is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love. We invited. You don't agree, then you're the problem. Now we're fighting. Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous. Why? Why is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love. We invited. You don't agree, then you're the problem. Now we're fighting. Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous. 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 Righteous.